Hello, welcome to Stoner Chicks Podcast, the podcast for stoners by Stoner Chicks. I'm Phoebe Richards. I'm Stephanie Thompson. I'm Kayla Teal. And I am Grace Penzel. And we're all here on this cold evening recording in our closets <laughs> for you, our listeners. <laughs> but I'm nice and toasty. I'm super cozy. I rate myself pretty cozy. I can see your little doggo curled up behind you, Grace, and that's real cute. That's giving the cozy vibe. Yeah, you're giving cozy vibes right now. Yeah, and it's cozy season, mm-hmm. which I'm looking forward to, like, we're, like, early cozy season. I'm looking forward to, like, deep cozy season. You know what I mean? Like like Christmas? See, wait, like holiday season? <laughs> Yeah, Phoebe, like holiday season. <laughs> I'm sorry, not Christmas season. It's in this household, it's holiday, holiday season. season. <gasps> and speaking of holiday season, we have a holiday Twitch show coming up. Oh, we have my stars. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. About twice a year, we do a live Twitch show where we fuck around and get stoned and have a good time. And we always do stunts. There's there's always stunts and bits. <laughs> dare, we're real daredevils on Twitch. <laughs> and who knows, maybe we'll answer your questions <gasps> oh, live. Oh, my goodness. But anyways, that's going to be on December 11th. That's a Sunday at 7 p.m. Twitch.tv slash stonerchicks. And I have a name for the thing. Are you ready? (laughs) Yes. I said it last week. I'll say it again. This is going to be the Santa's Strain Deer Winter Blunterland Blow Ho Ho Mary Jane Holidays Twitch Show Holiday Extravaganza. Wow. Not a mouthful at all. I can remember that. (laughs) really any excuse to make a pun here at stoner chicks podcast and you did a ton i did a ton a ton of puns i also did a very relaxing thing this last weekend when was the last time you guys got a professional massage when i was in vegas oh nice. so recently maybe 20 years ago whoa i think spring 2021 nice yeah it had been several years for me but I got given it as a present for my birthday, Aww. a gift certificate for one. That's lovely. Yeah. And my tolerance has been like really high lately. I think that's just the spot I'm at to the point where like I can eat edibles and I'm just like chilling, which is not not really always the level I'm at. But it meant that by the time my massage appointment rolled around, I had needed to be stoned. <laughs> like it had already hit that point in the day. But I was kind of nervous because on the email for the massage intake, it was like, get there 10 minutes early to fill out forms, but don't arrive before 10 minutes before your appointment because we need time to do it. And if you're waiting at the door, (laughs) then da 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 da. So I was like, oh my God. I was like, I got to get there exactly 10 minutes before my appointment. (laughs) And then. And then was like really baked and walked in and they they handed me like so much paperwork. They handed me like six page questionnaire and there was like scales and numbers involved and like all these categories. They were like, what percentage of your thing do you want to be relaxing versus therapeutic? So the therapist was really nice. They were kind of walking me through it, but I was still self-conscious. And then about halfway through 
the massage, I started talking about how I use CBD lotion on my feet and back because it was obviously coming up that I have chronic pain when I was like, ooh, 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 don't touch my feet really at all. Mm-hmm. So I was talking about CBD lotion and name dropping a few of my favorite things and talked about Liberty lotion, which they responded has been around for super long. And they were talking about how foundational the brand was. And I was like, what? And then they revealed that they'd been in the industry for like six years back when it was medical and was there for some of the transition to recreational. And I was like, as bud tender or as a grower or a store owner. And they were like, all of it, basically. They'd done a little bit of everything. And so basically, I spent the second half of my massage just like talking shop about cannabis shit, (laughs) 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 which was fine. It was a very nice massage. Wow. I never talk during massages. Very, very little. I sort of zone out. Yeah, I think because I was needing specific therapeutic Mm -hmm. attention. Another reason, though, that I was more open to talking during this one was because probably the last four times I've gotten a professional massage, I fall asleep Mm -hmm. before it's over. And I was very much like, I want to get the most out of this massage. One of the reasons I hadn't wanted to smoke initially was like, I can't fall asleep. Like I have to make every one of these 90 minutes worth it to like be present for the massage. But anyways, it ended up very nice. And I got to meet someone who used to be in the cannabis industry. Now that you mention it, the only massage therapist I know is a huge stoner. I wonder if there's a lot of crossover there. No, one of my friends who reached out to us through the podcast, mm-hmm. Jenny, hi. Hi. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> hi. Like I'm her. Hello. Oh, hi, Steph. She was a massage therapist, and I'm not sure if she still is or not. I need to reconnect. Let us know, Jenny. Yeah. What your hands and- doing these days? <laughs> <laughs> And um, also give Stephanie a massage, please. Oh, hell yeah. I haven't had one in 20 years. That's Yeah, massages are pretty important to me. I've definitely gone many years and many times in life without them, but they're pretty. I got really into couple massages for a while. You know what? The person that was massaging me, I mentioned I was like, my boyfriend is very like generous wanting to do stuff. But like, obviously, it's not the same as a professional. And my massage therapist said, hey, just an idea. The two of you could come for a kind of couple's massage and learn. And I could teach you kind of tips on how to give each other better massages so that you could take that home and like help like do therapy for each other. Oh, my God. So you found yourself like a keeper massage therapist. I think so. Yeah. There was a couple of things where I felt like I didn't set my boundaries quite well enough for what we were doing in terms of the place that my back was at that day. And I came out of it not feeling the best in terms of my lower back. But that was purely me needing to communicate and advocate for myself. It was not their fault at all. Yes. But I'll go back. Yeah. I guess just to say, stoners, keep your boundaries in mind and, you know, speak up. Take care of yourselves. Yeah. Four out of five bong ribs. But that last bong rib, that was on me. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Speaking of bong rips. I love them. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait. I know where you're going, Steph. 
It's because we went to the movies. <laughs> oh, we did get to the movies. We had the popcorns. <laughs> Which means it's time for... Stoner Movie Book Club. So this week, we're going to be talking about the 2015 comedy Sisters, starring Tina Fey and Amy Woo. Poehler. Ouch! Ooh, funny ladies. Uh, it's directed Ooh. by Jason Moore, and it's written by who, Kayla? Paula Pell. Paula Pell yes. was uh, an SNL writer for 25 years. She worked on SNL from 1995 to 2020. She served That's positions. So she was a writer. She was a writing supervisor. She was head writer for a while. So this is very much an SNL movie. There's a lot of SNL players yes. and alum in the movie. Bobby Moynihan is in it. Yeah. Kate McKinnon's in it. Yeah. So many SNLs. <laughs> <laughs> so Sisters is about adult siblings, Polar and Faye, who find out their parents are selling their childhood home. And they are horrified and they're home for a weekend to pack it up and they decide to throw a killer party and invite all of their high school friends who apparently all but them still live in this town in Florida. And so they throw a rager at it. And quickly, before we get more into the movie, I just wanted to give the littlest background that I don't think I ever told you stoners. But the first time I ever watched Sisters was on a plane ride back from Iceland. And me and my ex, Ben, we both watched it at the same time, except Ben fell asleep like halfway through. And about halfway through is when like my edibles that I had taken before the flight <laughs> kicked in. And I just started laughing and I was having the best time. And I remember being like, oh, I got to watch this again with Ben. And so the next day when we were all jet lagged, we watched the movie again and loved it so much that we watched it four times in a row. <laughs> In one what? day, recovering, <laughs> just like napping and waking up and smoking weed. And here's my disclosure. A part of me knows it's not a great movie, but it just something about that viewing, like the parts I find funny are so funny to me. And I now just find the entire movie very comforting. And then there's literally long parts that I'm like, yeah, and this part's not very good. And somehow that doesn't bother me. And then it goes into some <laughs> part that I'm like. So anyway, it's actually why I hadn't ever mentioned this movie because I felt sort of weird doing it with my weird closeness to it. But I decided <laughs> that it was Your intimacy. With yeah. <laughs> but like I can't really look at it critically in a sense, but I'm glad we watched it. It was super fun. And now I'll open the floor to the discussion. Is there anything else about the plot you want to say before we dive in? I mean, I can. Sure. The in it, the Tina Fey's character is like the she was the party girl sister and still is kind of a bit of a mess. She's a single mom, which that does not make her a mess, but she's a single mom. She can't keep a job or a home for them. And then Amy Poehler was the super uber responsible, never partied, always took care of everyone, recently divorced non-mother. A very Leslie Nope kind of character. I get this is her type. Oh, I never watched that show. Oh, it was a great show. What? We'll <laughs> come back to that later, Phoebe. OK, <laughs> but first. Tina Fey and Amy Poehler are some of my two favorite comedians on the planet. So this movie was built for me. Yeah, let's hear the take. Here's my take. I didn't understand 
I was trying to get down with the vibe that these 30-something or 40-something-year-olds, I'm not sure how old they're supposed to be in this movie. They're supposed to be 42. 42 I don't know. or something. Well, whatever, are trying to like, they acted like the whole Maya Rudolph, Tina Fey feud through me. Maya Rudolph played like the stuck-up, like, townie mom. Yeah. yeah. And they acted like children. It yeah, was hard right. for me to believe that. And maybe that. I think that that was kind of, yeah, definitely a weird vibe. And generally the whole vibe of this movie, Tina Fey and Amy Poehler's characters both behave like woman babies, if yeah. I can <laughs> totally. use the phrase. They're exactly who they were when they were 16 years old and have not changed at all. And so it is they kind of got around having Tina Fey and Amy Poehler be in a teen movie. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, totally. Like, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like the stepbrothers of yeah. the women party world. Yeah. Well, as Grace was saying while we we're watching it, they're pretty unlikable people. If you look oh, yeah. at it at all, literally, I think it's more just like it's a movie that's a vibe. <laughs> you either like get into the vibe or yeah. and then find the funny parts. But it isn't a movie that really like in has like a genuine source of like, I understand why the things are happening or I relate to why these things are happening. I guess, yeah, I'm a weird person where I'm always looking for something to relate to. You're not weird. <laughs> no, that's totally reasonable. There wasn't a ton of relatable, except <laughs> I went back and was watching clips. Amy Poehler hitting on, okay, so Ike Barinholtz is in it and like weirdly bae. But I know, anyway. <laughs> I have the hot sperm because of that movie. <laughs> He's my Jake Ryan. He's your Jake Ryan. Yeah. And at one point they are hitting on him relentlessly and they're straight up just like, we're objectifying you. And Amy Poehler just starts spinning her wheels saying like, I want to laugh into your butt and then backtracking. <laughs> but like being like, I love your butt. I've got a cool butt. You're my butt. Can do it. It's just like, I was just like, yes. Yeah. This is just about right. She's like, has to go up and ask him out and <laughs> Tina Fey locks her out of the car and he's honking the horn. <laughs> and keeps doing that thing where she starts driving, like right when she's going to open the door, she like drives forward a little. So Amy Poehler keeps being like, oh. <laughs> and they made the funniest joke that I thought this moment that they had where he's like, yeah, my parents died. And she's like, that's so horrible. And he's like, are you going to be okay? And she's kind of joking. Yeah. And she's like, I don't know. That just really, <laughs> yeah, that really that got just me. Threw me off. That's my biggest so, fear. Yeah, she's that's my, that's biggest my biggest fear. fear. <laughs> Straight to his face. Would you borrow me your bathroom? Number one only. Of course, come in. It's, you can do whatever you want in there. Really. Wow. I am actually just renovating it, and I'm gonna put it on the market. Wow, you're doing a really nice job. Oh, thank you. It was uh, my parents' house, but they passed away within a year of each other. Oh my god, that's horrible. Yeah, yeah, it was really sad. Are you going to be okay? I'm sorry. It's just that's like my worst fear. I'm so, sorry I told you. I'm sorry you had to find out this way. My legs just went numb. I'll be okay. Uh, do you still need the bathroom? I think I'm too sad to go now. Yeah, of course. Okay. I don't know. Maybe that's what I where I related <laughs> to Ike Barinholtz's yeah. character. 
of like me being telling someone my parent is dead and them like starting to cry and me being like, I know it's yeah. I know it's sad. I'm sorry. Well, they're the romance, <laughs> right? They're the love story of the movie. And I do find their chemistry is very cute. I mean, I think that's what I mean. Oh. It's just like it's as a whole, it's kind of, I guess, it really, I'd say this movie's a mess, but I think that like just the pieces of it are so nice and I love their chemistry. They also have the weed smoking scene and there's just, you're just rooting for them. It gives me warm fuzzies. Well, Amy and Tina also have great chemistry. They make for a great comedic duo, yes. obviously. I enjoyed the movie that I thought, I did almost feel like I believed Tina Fey's character, the casting of Tina Fey, Mm -hmm. which is fine. I eventually got over it. But at first I was like, I do not believe Tina Fey is this like kind of trashy, irresponsible mother. Like, I just don't get those kind of vibes from her. Mm -hmm. But Amy felt perfectly cast. But the, hold on, let me just remember what I think of the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, there were... There were moments that I was like, oh, these it was packed with jokes. It was like a joke yeah. every sentence, which yes. it does feel like a sketch comedian wrote this movie, which I don't hate. Like, I do enjoy that. It was fun because but there was some comedy that I don't didn't age the best. Like there were no. a couple moments where I was like, oh, that's a little racist. Oh, and then yeah. like then I was like, oh, my God, that was really homophobic. And I was like, as the movie went on, I was like, I really hope. Paula Pell is gay because some of these jokes I'm thinking like wouldn't be okay if a straight person wrote them you know what I mean yeah and she in fact is so I felt better after that but that said I Mm -hmm. did like cry laughing like three times and one of the times I cried laughing was at the beginning of the weed smoking scene and I missed the weed smoking scene entirely so I was laughing so hard (laughs) because Amy Poehler has her diary from childhood and she reads from it at different times throughout the movie. But she opens it to read to the cute guy and she's just like, today I tried tampons. No thanks, Tom Hanks. (laughs) No thanks, Tom Hanks made me like, it took me like 10 minutes to recover. It got me. I laughed until I cried when Samantha Bee's husband there's like a serious scene in the bathroom or something and the windows cracked and the guy just pops his head and it goes, I have a baloney penis. <laughs> <laughs> no, he says, I have a baloney dick. Or something. Yeah, baloney dick. <laughs> Speaking of the smoking scene and kind of to set that up, God, what I love about this movie and why is it so funny when people like break through walls and ceilings <laughs> like why is it so funny when people just crash through walls and ceilings it's such an snl thing like they people crash through walls uh, on snl all the time and they did on yeah. all that as well like mm. remember repair man 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 who how we just run through a wall at the end of every sketch <laughs> it always makes me think of national lampoon's christmas vacation i don't know why anytime people fall through roofs anyway <laughs> Oh, yeah. She falls through the roof in this movie. That's why you brought that up. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I brought this up. So so because, well, first of all, we have this beautiful weed smoking scene where they're not talking about smoking weed. They're just casually doing it. They've purposely gone off alone to have a little sesh and flirt with each other. It's a moment we can all relate with. And They're not talking about being high and they're not overdoing it, but the interaction that they're having 
feels like a smoke sash Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. the way that they're acting does feel stoned but like not in a like playing it up for laughs like i'm so baked kind of way and then she goes out and is showing off and she's wearing high heels and she's on these beams and it's a perfectly (laughs) telegraphed moment and she just falls both legs straight through the ceiling and her legs are just dangling in the kitchen and everyone's cheering in the kit yeah and everyone's cheering because they're all really drunk because all the adults drink and become children like basically they all behave just like teenagers like a high school house party they're having yeah so I just really, well, and of course the fact that John Cena as the drug Drug dealer dealer. is like low-key MVP once again. Yeah. Amy and Tina were also very hot in this movie. Yes. Gonna throw that out there. But Tina rolls a joint, specifically gives it to Amy to be like, when the right time Mm -hmm. comes, smoke this with your crush. And they use the weed as a way to become vulnerable with each other. Like that, that was the whole device of the whole role pop played in that whole sequence was they just want, wanted to get high and open up. And they did. So you know what? Right now's a good time for all of us to get high. Speaking of crushes, I got three of mine here with me right now. Ooh, and stop. I think we've got a little more to say about this movie when we come back. Well, that was a lovely smoke break and we're back. And before we say anything else about this movie, we got to talk about the character played by Bobby Bobby Moynihan. I practiced that a bunch. (laughs) Sounded like you said (laughs) Moynihan, like a baked ham. I think I did. And boy, was he baked out of his mind on some substance some made-up drug i assume but i could be wrong it's called like factor 10 or 10x or something (laughs) yeah yeah it was called something like that yeah he plays i love his character so much in this movie he plays the like kid that was always making horrible jokes that no one can stand from high school but amy poehler invites him because she just feels so guilty if anyone's not invited to a party And he is just like, he shows up and it's just like cheesy joke, cheesy joke, cheesy joke. But they're so funny. He basically does like a running clown bit through the whole movie. The whole party, like every once in a while just goes to him and he does like a big, like comedic performance. Like she wrote in like big, long bits just for him to perform for this movie. And it was gold. Yeah. He pops out of a cupboard. <laughs> yeah, you I think he up. burst through the wall at some point. Yeah, yeah he does the, this drug thinking it's stevia because I mean, Tina Fey tells him it's stevia, <laughs> but it's some crazy like drug. And so he like sniffs a bunch of it trying to do an impersonation of Robert or no. Yeah, of Robert De Niro. Scarface. In, oop, of Al Pacino. Jesus, I just did it. Al Pacino in Scarface. Anyway, he's doing an imp- he's trying to do an impression of Al Pacino and Scarface and get drunk partygoers to guess the impersonation. And so he just starts like taking insane amounts of stevia and then he's just completely out of his gourd. But no one is guessing that he's from Scarface. No. So he keeps no. doing he it. Keeps he does doing. the impersonation for like five minutes and gets angrier <laughs> and angrier yeah. as he goes. It's so good. Yeah. They guess like Robert Pacino. 
And I guess at one point, <laughs> Tim Allen, because <laughs> he's using a glue gun. It makes me laugh so hard. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. Yeah, the movie was very funny, as you can tell. Yes. And then truly there are chunks. There was some part I forget. And Grace turned to me because I have seen this movie a lot. And I remember you asked me something and I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't get this part. And I realized I just tune out like there's whole parts of the movie. I just sort of am like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Because <laughs> there's there's weird parts that don't really work. There's weird parts that don't really work. But I kind of pick up what you're putting down of like, if you let it just wash over you, kind of <laughs> like you said, then like you can laugh at the funny parts. Mm-hmm. For me personally, like the jokes per minute and just like Paula Pell's writing is so impeccable. Even if it wasn't a hit every time, it was nice for me having watched a lot of TV and movies lately that don't necessarily all click for me mm-hmm. to just feel relaxed. It's like watching a good improv show. Where you're like, oh, okay, like, okay, they're going to do a good job. I can stop having, like, secondhand anxiety. I'm going to laugh so I don't have to worry. It's like, oh, okay, this movie's actually fucking funny. (laughs) Um, It was just such a relief. I loved it. Well, so how many bong rips do we give it? Wait, can I say one more thing that I just realized I liked about it? I like that Amy Poehler's character was the straight-laced, like, kind of goody two-shoes in high school type character, but that she was the one that smoked the weed. Because traditionally, that character does not smoke weed. But in mm-hmm. this one, she did, and it was no big deal, and she was excited to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because in her one of her diary entries, it even says from high school that everyone smoked weed, but she didn't because she was worried there wasn't enough for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. So now she finally just, like, lets herself smoke some weed. <laughs> you chose the party mom role to protect yourself from fun. No, I was not afraid of fun. Here, check this out. Happy birthday to me. My party was amazing. I got what I asked for. I am now a sponsor of a child in Ecuador. I was the designated driver because I could tell no one else wanted to be. My favorite birthday gift was knowing everyone got home safe. Last night was so fun, I can't even talk about it. There are no period words, period. Man, I couldn't even talk about it. I took my deaf friend to the Sheila E. concert so she could really feel the music. She was so grateful. I didn't smoke pot because I was afraid there wasn't enough for everyone. Oh, come on. I miss those goddamn glory days. Oh, well, clearly we had different experiences. Yeah, she's like <laughs> choosing herself by smoking yeah. the weed. Yeah. Oh. Oh, also John, John Leguizamo's in this and it's pretty fun. <laughs> He's such a pretty, slime. He's still pretty slime creepy, ball. but like, <laughs> but really funny. They're all just such reliable comedians. Just if you want an easy laugh, yeah. some of it's problematic and you've got that disclaimer, but check it out. And yeah, with that, my bong rating is I loved it. I think I'm going 4.5. <laughs> all right. Well, wow. I'm, I'm going to go high, too, then. I'm going to go 4.8. Wow. I know. It's I'm a shot. Before recording, I would have put myself at a 3.94. After recording, I'm at a 4.8. <laughs> I'm going to go four out of five bong rips. <laughs> and I also... It sounded like you were saying four out of five buttholes. No. I and I why. also want to add that the characters in this movie were very East Coast. So if you're from the East Coast, I think you'll appreciate this movie especially. Hmm. I'm going to bring down the average <laughs> and give it a 3.7 
five. Wow. <laughs> Still a very good score. Yeah. Stuff's usually right down the three all the way. I don't even I know if that's do a true. Three. I don't know if that's either true or not. I'm like, oh, <laughs> we'll say it I watched it. Yeah. <laughs> I think the treatment of women in weed has become up there with nine to five and the one with Parker put party girl Ooh. for me. Good, Those are probably my list. top three at this point. Nice. But I think anyway. fun mom dinner. I still like, I liked fun mom dinner. Not a fan. <laughs> I liked, <laughs> well, I thought that was the most stoner comedy of all of them. Like a classic, like stoner comedy, the beats of a stoner comedy, like a Cheech and Chong or a. Yeah, but they cut out all the good stuff. I don't know. Everyone's staring blankly at me. I'm wrong. But I, <laughs> there's no, no, you're not. There's I no liked your wrong opinions. What was the first movie we did? Never Going Back. Never Going Back, I think, is probably still my favorite of all I the also, movies that we was watched. divisive. Grace didn't like that one. I didn't That's like right. that one. Which is how you know that you're not going to get biased reviews here because none of us can agree with each other. <laughs> what we and sometimes we just go off on tangents. Other times we talk about the movie more. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, that's Stoner Movie Book Club. Sisters, you're good. Woo. We rented it on Amazon Video, I think, is where we found it. It's also on YouTube. Well, we, uh, let's make clear, Phoebe owns it as a <laughs> okay. movie I love, and Grace and <laughs> Stephanie watched it at my house. So, Okay, I'm just trying to tell people where they can watch it. So you can watch it online <laughs> or you can buy the DVD. Those are your <laughs> options. <laughs> <laughs> do they have a steel book of sisters i don't know <laughs> okay, okay what's, what's our next segment what's a steel book <laughs> wait 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 what's a steel book it's like kind of like a collectible form of dvd case is that am i right i think so but i'm cool i just sound like a fucking bro butthead now <laughs> it's no, in a I'm... steel case oh my god like adult you guys it's time to get out the microscopes Oh no! Yeah, oh, I can. I can barely see what's coming. <laughs> it's time for small, tiny, little, tiny, small, small business time. It's small. Just a itty bitty, little, tiny thing. <laughs> Fit it in your pocket or in a pistachio shell. Just a little bitty, itty tiny, tiny business time. All right, I got my magnifying glass. Steph, what do you got for me? Okay, so I was on the social medias, just scrolling as you do. Uh, careful out there. I know. <laughs> and I came across this adorable video of this woman showing her grandmother what she does for a living or for a, her job. And it was just kind of this trending video. And then I had to go and see her shop. And because what she was showing her grandmother was these homemade bongs that she does. Wow. So this, have you ever seen these before? No, never in my life. bedside things and you put water in them. And then they just sit by your bed, right? Oh, no. So that's what they're made for. No. But do you know what this is? No. Do you know what it is if I do that? It's a... Do you know what it is if I do this? No. Drugs. <laughs> it's a bong. You gotta be kidding. No, I make these. You do not. I do too! I make these. I've probably made over 500 of them. Rachel, you lie to me. I'm not lying to you. I even told mom. Mom knows now. I make these. I buy antiques 
and I make them into these. No. Yeah, I do. I saw them on Instagram. <laughs> How cool is that? Oh, my so I make these. I've been making them for a while. I didn't tell you because I, I didn't care. want you. Well, I didn't want you to accidentally slip and tell mom because I knew you wouldn't care, but I knew mom would. <laughs> and it's called Bird and Mouse Glass Shop and a Kansas-based business. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Cool. But what she does is she takes vintage glass and turns them into bongs. And so oh. it's like vases and these like one was this kitty cat. Like, I don't know what different kitchen items are, but it was like a you can hold <laughs> oil in it or something. Oh, cool. Oh, like a genie. I'll bottle? show a picture of the kitty cat. See if you can see it. Oh, my oh. God. Fun. Oh, cool. But she turns these vintage pieces into bongs and they're really, really beautiful pieces. Like, look at this one. Okay, it's Whoa. green and it kind of looks like a giant like perfume bottle or like hookah or yeah. something, but it also it looks like a crystal is in yeah, it. It looks like it's, it's from bomb. the Emerald City and it, it also looks, looks like, like you could kill a, a demon with it. It looks mm. very lucky and dangerous. They're just really gorgeous and I've been trying to see how you can really purchase one. It looks like she's mainly on Instagram. Is there a website in her bio? There is not a website in her bio. Well, what's her Instagram one more time? Bird and Mouse Glass. Bird and Mouse Glass. Cool. With Christmas coming up and all the other holidays that we celebrate. <laughs> but on her Instagram, it's for aesthetic stoners who cherish old, eclectic, elegant, and truly unique pieces. And they're gorgeous. And she actually smokes out of one of her own pieces that I've seen on her Instagram. And it's a gorgeous ceramic piece. I really want one. I don't have one now because it seems like every time she does a drop, they get sold out. So I'm keeping my eyes out on her Instagram to see if I can buy one. It's super cute. It's a challenge. And now you've told everyone, so everyone's <laughs> going to snatch them up before you can. No, it's no longer a secret. You know what you can do, Steph? You can turn on like alerts for her profile so that when like she does a drop or makes a post, it'll alert your phone. Oh, OK. And when the right piece comes along that's meant for you, I believe you two will find each other. I really wanted the kitty piece. That cat. It was beautiful. It's a tall cat. It feels very like early 20th century. Yeah. Very elegant cat. Yes. Like a Siamese. (laughs) Go support women businesses. Bird and mouse. Bird and mouse glass. Love it. Awesome. And that was little itty bitty tiny itsy bitsy tiny baby little business time. Oh, great. Well, I think that's an episode, all (laughs) y'all. Get us out of here. Get us out of here, Grace. Oh, well, first of all, make sure to keep your eyes locked on twitch.tv slash stoner chicks podcast. And we're going to roll Christmas blunts. I'm very excited to roll a good Christmas blunt. Oh, my God. Yeah, we're setting ourselves the stunt challenge of having to roll blunts as we sit on our separate cameras, staring into each mm-hmm. other's 
eyes and also yours since you'll be watching. Yep. Yeah. No Come nets. join us in the We're doing it with no nets. Chat. It's going <laughs> to be so great. No nets. And you can find us on social media, mm-hmm. Stoner Chicks Podcast on Instagram. You can go to our website, stonerchickspodcast.com to buy a t-shirt or sign up for our newsletter. You can also find a list of any live shows that we have coming up at our website. If you would like to submit a high thought to be read on air, please email stonerchickspodcast at gmail.com and address it, Dear Stephanie. You can also just hit us up at that email address for different things. DM us on Instagram. Fucking, I don't even want to talk about Facebook because it's a ghost town. You can write us a letter. And our letter box, please someone say. Yeah, it's Stoner Chicks Podcast, P.O. Box 80586, Seattle, Washington, 98108. We should make a song of that song, of that address. Next week. Next week we'll have that. That's my Phoebe Stoner Chicks promise to you. Okay, if you've made it this far, please, if you you enjoyed this, go to review us either on Apple Podcasts or by giving us five stars on Spotify. We would really appreciate it. If you're liking this, please tell your friends. We're trying to grow this baby. And finally, that sounded like I'm trying to grow a baby. And that's not what we're trying to do. This podcast is our baby, Grace. Our weed baby. No, ew. Our sweet little weed baby. Oh, I thought you said, or our wee baby. And I was like, okay, whoa. (laughs) Off the rails. (laughs) All right, everybody. We love you. And with that, Kayla, what do stoner chicks always say? Oh, you like a weed? Uh, Me too, baby. Weed, baby. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Good night. Smoke your weed. Weed, baby. (laughs) 